with meekness receive the ingrafted word which is able to save your souls. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Dear faithful, God's love for us is infinite. When man sinned, and by sinning, turned away from our supreme good and last end, our good God did not just leave us to languish in sin and eternal death, which we have deserved by our sins. He instead decreed our redemption. What is this re redemption which God decreed? It is thus summarized in St. John's Gospel. For God so loved the world as to give his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him may not perish, but may have life everlasting. For God did not send his Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world may be saved by him. This redemption won for us by God's Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, is manifested perfectly by Christ's death on the cross and his resurrection. For the cross of Christ is a manifestation of God's unfathomable love for mankind. Our Lord, when he hung on the cross, and just before he rendered his spirit to his Father, looking down on mankind, and as it were, giving his last testament on account of his love for us, uttered these words to Mary, his mother, and to his beloved disciple, John, representing all for whom Christ shed his blood. Woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. Our Lord was saying to us by these words, I have taught you the doctrines that are necessary for you to believe if you must save your souls. I have given myself up for you by my bloody passion and death. What more is left of me to give, I give to you. Behold my mother, who is so dear to me, I give her also to you. She will take care of you. I have made her the mediatrix of all the graces I have won for you. Go to her if you want to be dear to me. This month of May is dedicated to Mary, whom our Lord has given to us to be our mother. Yes, we all as Catholics are in one way or another devoted to our dear mother Mary. But just as in a family, you have those who though they acknowledge the role of the mother in the family and even sometimes render her the devotion and love which they owe her, nevertheless, because it is not true, it is inconstant, hypocritical, external, or interested. What then does true devotion to Mary consist in? you may ask. True devotion to Mary, as explained by St. Louis de Montfort in his work titled True Devotion to Mary, consists in giving ourselves entirely to Mary in order to belong entirely to Jesus through her. We must give her our body with all its senses and its members, our soul with all its powers, our exterior goods of fortune, whether present 
or to come. Our interior and spiritual goods, which are our merits, virtues, and our good works, past, present, and future. In a word, we must give her all we have in the order of nature and in the order of grace, and all that may become ours in the future, in the orders of nature, grace, and glory. This we must do without the reserve of so much as one fathom, one hair, or one least good action. And we must do it also for all eternity. And further, without pretending to or hoping for any other recompense for our offering and service, except the honor of belonging to Jesus Christ through Mary and in Mary, as though that sweet mistress were not, as she always is, the most generous and the most grateful of creatures. Today, more than ever, we must take pains in choosing true devotion to our Blessed Lady, because more than ever before, there are false devotions to our Blessed Lady, which are easily mistaken for true ones. The devil, like a false coiner, has already deceived and destroyed so many souls by a false devotion to the Blessed Virgin. This is the reason why, on the one hand, and for the most part, the Novus Ordo has been successful in its campaign to lead souls astray, or at least to make souls believe that the Novus Ordo is still the Catholic Church. By this, I am referring to a great many in the Novus Ordo whom we can call conservatives. In Nigeria, for instance, the majority of those who call themselves Catholics are held spellbound by the practice of false devotions to Mary, which prevents them from seeing that the Novus Ordo is in fact not the Catholic Church. The priests who promote these false devotions to Our Lady make it a point of duty to prevent those in the Novus Ordo from recognizing the Novus Ordo as a false religion by preaching obedience to those hirelings pretending to be the Catholic hierarchy. On the other hand, true devotion to Our Lady is not yet practiced as it should by those who hold to the true faith. For Mary is most terrible to the devil and his crew, and as an army ranged in battle, principally in these latter times. Hence, the apparent success of the Novus Ordo would long have been conquered if all traditional Catholics were faithful in the practice of true devotion to Mary. What then are the characteristics of true devotion to Mary? True devotion to Mary must be interior, tender, holy, constant, disinterested. True devotion to Mary is interior, that is, it comes from the mind and the heart. It flows from the esteem we, we have for her, the high idea we have formed of her greatness, and the love which we have for her. True devotion to Our Lady is tender, that is, full of confidence in her, like a child's confidence in his loving mother. This confidence makes the soul have recourse to her in all its bodily and mental necessities, 
with much simplicity, trust, and tenderness. It implores the aid of its good mother at all times, in all places, and above all things. In its doubt that it may be enlightened, in its wondering that it may be brought into the right path, in its scruples that they may be taken away, and the crosses, toils, and disappointments of life that it may be consoled under them. In a word, in all the evils of body and mind, the soul ordinarily has recourse to Mary without any fear of annoying her or displeasing Jesus Christ. The Nigerian mission, whose goal is the restoration and preservation of the Catholic faith, had its inception in the early 2000s from the practice of true devotion to Mary. In the Federal University of um, Technology, Oweri, there were a group of young men and women who belonged to an ash confraternity called the Confraternity of Mary, Queen of All Hearts. This confraternity was originally set up in Canada by the then Bishop of Ottawa, Bishop Duhamel in 1889 as a confraternity in his own diocese. It was later raised to an arch-confraternity in a decree of 28th April 1913 by Pope St. Pius X, who had himself inscribed as its first member. The aim of the confraternity was the establishment and spread of the reign of Mary in our souls in order to ensure the perfect reign of Jesus Christ in our souls. These men and women who belonged to this confraternity in Nigeria met together several times a week, praying the rosary together, having spiritual conferences, and doing other such pious external devotions in honor of Our Lady. They were sincerely living the life of a true devotee of Mary. Our Lady kept sending them signal graces that made them discover, by way of the internet, articles that made them know about the true Mass, which they knew as the Tridentine Mass. They kept being faithful to these graces, and Our Lady kept making them learn more things about the Catholic faith that they never knew of. They discovered, for instance, that the Tridentine Mass was said in the same state in which the college was located by the FSSP group. They went there several times, but as their journey was not complete, they kept discovering more things about the Catholic faith and about the crisis in the church. One of such articles which they came across was an article written by Father Chikada about cerebacantism. Eventually, they contacted Bishop Dolan, who immediately came to their assistance. This was the completion of their quest, or rather, of Our Lady leading these souls, practicing faithfully true devotion to her, back to the Catholic faith and the Catholic fold. Though some fell by the wayside, the fact that others persevered to the end, as our intrepid Nigerian missionary, Farang Kamuke, is due to Our Lady's help and to the faithful practice of true devotion to Mary. Back to the characteristics of true devotion. 
True devotion to Our Lady is holy, that is to say, it leads the soul to avoid sin and to imitate the virtues of the Blessed Virgin, particularly her profound humility, her lively faith, her blind obedience, her continual prayer, her universal mortification, her divine purity, her ardent charity, her heroic patience, her angelic sweetness, and her divine wisdom. These are the ten principal virtues of the Most Holy Virgin. True devotion to Our Lady is constant. It confirms the soul in good and does not let it easily abandon its spiritual exercises so that a person truly devout to our Blessed Lady is neither changeable, irritable, scrupulous, nor timid. It is not that such a person does not fall or change sometimes in the sensible feeling of devotion. But when he falls, he rises again by stretching out his hand to his good mother. I know of a young man who had undertaken this true devotion to Mary, that is to say, who had made a total consecration of himself to Jesus through Mary, a very imperfect soul, inconstant, regularly falling into sin, especially the sin most common among the youth. His struggles against this sin prior to making this total consecration were hard and most of the time unsuccessful. In fact, after making the total consecration, the temptation to the same sin became stronger and the relapse more frequent. But then, by the designs of providence, the very occasion or cause of the fall was taken away, and from that point, he tried to be a little faithful with the practice of true devotion to Mary recommended by St. Louis de Montfort namely, the daily recitation of the Holy Rosary, the saying of the Angelus, the little crown, and making spiritual reading. Then suddenly, the temptations reduced, and gradually, even when they returned, he always came out victorious, as long as he practiced faithfully true devotion to Mary. Indeed, he had a personal experience of what was said in the prayer memorare of St. Bernard, who, referring to Mary, said, Never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection was left unaided. True devotion to Our Lady is disinterested. That is to say, it inspires the soul not to seek itself, but only God, and God in His Holy Mother. A true client of Mary does not serve that august queen from a spirit of lucre and interest, nor for his own good, whether temporal or eternal, corporal or spiritual, but exclusively because she deserves to be served and God alone in her. He doesn't love Mary just because she obtains favors for him or because he hopes she will, but solely because she is so worthy of love. It is on this account that he loves and serves her as faithfully in his disgusts and dryness as in his sweetness and sensible favor. He loves her as much on Calvary as at the marriage of Cana. 
Let us therefore run to Mary as a child would run to his mother by consecrating our whole self to Jesus through Mary by the practice of true devotion. God wills that we do so. Woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.